welcome to our weekly chat. Uh, today we are going to be talking about holding the gift of holding space for ourselves and others. Um, and the reason this kind of came to me is because, well, I'm going to be honest, I'm not so good at holding space for myself. I, um, I can hold space all day long for everyone else. Um, and, and I'm not so good at holding it for myself. And so I thought it's really interesting because I think one of the nicest, kindest, most beautiful gifts we can give someone is to hold that space for them. Um, so we're going to talk about what it, what it really means to hold space and, um, and how we do that for others and for ourselves. So I'm hoping to get some tips here, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So welcome to the room and let's go. So holding space, what does that mean to everyone? Hmm. Well, I think for me, holding space is just allowing other people, I mean, at the most basic level, allowing myself and other people to just be who we are without judgment. Oh, yes, I like that. I totally agree with that. Um, without me, judgment and unconditional love. Uh, yes. Awesome. I was going to say, for me, it's... Um, I always, what I kind of equate it to is I hold space by trusting them too and seeing that they are a sacred being and they're on their journey and allowing that. So rather than, you know, oh, I have the answers or I need to fix you or anything, it's just seeing and trusting that they are going to, they have the answers and they know what they need. Right. So I think it's all of those together for sure. Marilyn, you have anything to add to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I was just thinking about my kids when it comes from holding space, and for me, that's yeah. being you know emotionally available for them, um, being open-eared, actually mm -hmm. hearing what your your kids are saying, you know. And I mean, there's a whole lot in this world that you can't change for them, but I mean, just. Lots of times, if you just listen to what people have to say, they come up with their own conclusion on their own. They just need to get that garbled gunk out of their heads. So, you know, sometimes that's a great way to hold space for another person is just, just physically being there and listening. I totally agree. Um, I know with clients, it's, I always make that really clear. I don't have the answers for you and I don't even want to have the answers for you. You do. And it's more so just getting, like you said, that beyond all the mind chatter and getting that out that allows them to, their wisdom to come shining through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I could take this to a completely different level because I've also held space in a shamanic sense where I have held space for entire groups. I do that when I run um, retreats where I hold space for the group for safety and growth and grieving and whatever it else is. It is that each person in the group needs to do, but it's like putting a bubble over the retreat center and holding it there for, for the length of the retreat. I think that's a good point that, that, you know, holding space is, is multi-layered just like most everything else is, you know, you can hold space 
emotionally, physically, um, spiritually. It's all, all sorts of things. I think it's important that whenever you hold space, wherever you hold space, and for whomever you hold space for, that you meet them you meet them where they're at. You don't expect them to hold, you don't expect to hold space for somebody and have it at your level or at your expectations. You're you're to hold space where they are. And and to me, holding space for somebody is also understanding that and understanding where they're coming from and, and that, you know, all actions and reactions and things that come from people are because they may be in a different space than you're at and sometimes holding spaces for them is just understanding where they're coming from i think that's beautiful ladies and i i'm like kind of shocked and i don't know i'm going on a shame story about it i can't even believe i haven't even thought of it about energetically maybe because it just like i've never when I think about holding space, I've never really thought about en energetically, which is really weird for me because <laughs> that's my life. But um, <laughs> so thank you for expanding my definition. I completely was stuck on the physical definition there. So thank you for that. I think it's something I naturally did, but I've never really overly thought of it. So thank you. Um, what Sherry kind of said brings up an interesting point. And I'm sometimes because honoring where someone's at, and I, we kind of had this touched on this a little bit one other week. It's really hard when we see someone struggling and suffering and we can see like the bigger picture and we can see the, I don't want to say the resolution, but we can see what's kind of going on for them. And it's, I know when we talked about it, we talked about with the, your kids and stuff like that. And we try to let them have their own journey, but it's hard when we see them suffering and we could help, but they're not open to it. So when do you find it hard to hold space, ladies? I can well, speak. I Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I can speak to that. I, I, I'm the mom of a blended family and my you know, and when I came into this blended family, my boys were adults uh, and uh, and it didn't take me long to realize how much trauma they had. You know, they they had been through a lot with another parent and, you know, I can't fix that for them. You know, I can't intrude into their personal space with their actual parent. But I can hold space for them and I can make sure that they know that there's always a safe place here for them, you know, to be able to voice their concerns without judgment or without anybody telling them what to do because they do have to figure their trauma out for themselves. And, uh, you know, it's heart wrenching at times, but, you know, I've been in this family for enough years now that I've seen just, you know, how much they've growing through all of that because they were given, you know, they were giving us, given a safe spot. That's beautiful. And such a powerful lesson of really holding that space for them rather than trying to fix them. Well, I think I recognized it because I grew up in a blended family. So, 
you know, a lot of what I could see that they were experiencing with things that I experienced myself. So, you know, I understood their pain, even though I couldn't, couldn't change it for them. I think understanding is a huge part of holding space. Just understanding that, you know, just because we're not where they are doesn't mean that we haven't ever been there or that we won't ever get there. And just understanding that they, everybody in every situation has a right to their own feelings. Most definitely, most definitely, you know. And, uh, you know, and I firmly believe that our, our children shouldn't suffer for the decisions that adults in their lives make, but they do. Right. You know, and it's being aware of that and, and accepting that you've caused your kids some trauma within, you know, your life, especially when you have messy marriages and divorces and, and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there too. It's been, it's an interesting thing for me because I look at, at some of the stuff my kids have gone through because of decisions I've made. And now that they're adults and um, we're able to communicate on a different level, it's really interesting to me how I have not only been able to learn how to hold space for them, but also a space of forgiveness for myself. Because it, had I known better, I would have done better. Mm. That is beautiful. And I'm so glad, I mean, that was a perfect segue into the other part of this conversation is holding space for ourselves. But what a beautiful, um, yeah, what a beautiful introduction to that because you're right, we, um, and not just with our kids, but with other people, when they're mirroring stuff to us is holding that space for ourselves, that forgiveness for ourselves too. Right. Yeah, it's it can be really hard. I mean, because I... Okay, I've been in the in this um, metaphysical helping serving thing, spiritual field for more than twenty years now, and what I've realized is that the people who step into this arena have first of all mostly had very difficult lives, and second of all are very hard on themselves. You know, it's, it's not just me; it's like everybody I've ever met. Nah, that's not true. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> No, I don't resonate with that at all because I'm so easy on myself. <laughs> That's interesting that you say that. So, because um, in case you couldn't tell, I was being sarcastic. But that's yeah, interesting that you found that. Go ahead. I was just saying that's interesting that you've recognized that or noticed that because I don't have, um, I haven't been in it for that long. And so I can't say I would have that experience. So interesting. Why do you think that is then? Um, I think it's because we've all, you know, we've been through such difficult things and a lot of what, I mean, okay, let me just uh, get my thought together here for a second. I'm going to use addiction as an example. So it's easier to help someone recover from addiction if you've been through it yourself because you have an understanding that someone who hasn't been through it can't possibly have does that make sense absolutely yeah okay so when we're talking about helping people recover spiritually that often includes helping people who have been through serious trauma 
and mm. often multiple serious traumas. And if we haven't learned how to walk through one ourselves, we aren't going to be as effective at helping them. Right. But the flip side of that is that very often the trauma that's been inflicted on us, or, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe we chose it, whatever, however you want to look at that, often that trauma has put us in a space of, I can do better, I can be better, they won't hurt me if I'm better. And so we just start incorporating that, I have to be hard on myself so that other people won't hurt me. And then that just sort of incorporates into, I'm just hard on myself. Interesting. I, what I kind of, when you, when you were talking that, and it makes sense with me because I am very hard on myself too. Um, it's what I've noticed is that I have like, um, cause when you said I can do better and I can be better and everything else is totally tweaked my, I have what I call my spiritual overlord, which is like a spiritual ego. He's an ego that's been spiritualized with all the spiritual rules. So, um, and that one is nastier than my other, like than my regular ego. That's why I call him the overlord. Cause he's that, that you can be better. You can, you know, you're spiritual, you're a healer. You can do this. You have to do this. Like what's wrong with you? Why are you not doing this and stuff like that? So that's, yeah, that totally resonates with me. <laughs> Wow, I feel like I just dumped a big bucket of here. Deal with that. <laughs> no, I think I think it's an important part of it. Like I also think it's, um, you know, it took me a long time and a lot of ask uh, a lot of asking to get this answer that why do healers have to go or light workers go through so much trauma, like you said, and sometimes multiple layers of trauma. And, and long periods in, and it's not only for, for the, you know, if you haven't known it, how can you help it? But also it's a level of conditioning. You know, if we didn't have this internal strength from going through our traumas, we won't be able to handle those that are coming to us because the thing, I don't know about I you, agree. Louise, but the, the things that yeah. come to me if I was fresh and, and, you know, I say pure heart, not that my heart isn't pure, but you guys know what I mean. And like, if I was mm -hmm. unwounded and I came and, and these people were coming to me, I would be floored. I would be traumatized by what is coming to me. Um, so I think it's a level of, of <clears throat> everything we've said, but I also think it's, it's partially conditioning us to um, be able to handle what's coming. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. And I, I can relate to that, like, even more in the non-metaphysical sense, like in my social work, because I didn't grow up in, like, an abusive family. Um, well, I didn't think so till I started doing some of this work. And it was more energetically abusive, I'm going to say. But, um, but, like, when I was in social work, and, you know, you'd work with people who were in going through these serious things, it was it was a lot to take. Like it breaks your heart really. Um, and so having not, I guess, done my healing or done my awareness part. Um, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, our own traumas and our own battles and, um, people, you know, negative 
things we've heard <clears throat> along the way. I think that's why we have that, um, you know, that self-doubt, that kind of imposter syndrome about like, well, look where you've been and look who, you know, look at all this stuff that's happened. How can you be anybody that can be of assistance to anybody? You know, you start believing these things that are being told to you. You start believing that you are not um, capable of being that that resource or that light. So, you know, going through your own traumas um, adds to that endurance conditioning, but it also adds to um, the power behind what you could, you know, your own power. Yeah, I like that. And I, um, there's a thought coming to me, but it's not formulating into words. <laughs> I like what you said too, Sherry. That, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. You can't teach what you don't know. Right? Right. So, there we go, Christina. Thank you. It's like, um, to me, it allows me to hold that trusting space because if I can heal from it, I know others can. And so it allows me to hold that space of, I know you can get through this because I've been through it kind of thing. Or, um, whereas I think you're right. If we hadn't have been through it, we'd be like, Holy crap. How is this person going to get through this? This is horrible kind of thing. Right. Um, right. but it allows us to go, I got through it. You can, I know you can. And so and I'm getting all emotional. And maybe, it, you know, it may not be the exact, the exact thing, but if you understand you know, if you understand pain and trauma, you understand most pain and trauma. If you understand addiction, you understand most pain, you know, most addiction. Um, I, I kind of look at it as like, um, you know, we're all on this journey and I see this, I envision this path. And sometimes that path way is bright and shiny and beautiful and sometimes you have to walk through that dark creepy um heavy forest right so how can you help somebody walk through their forest if you're afraid to go in yourself you know so we have to have that be the light <laughs> we have to have that strength to be that light for for ourselves and others even though even though we may not feel it or understand it even. Yeah. I think that's so well said, um, which is why I like the word guide um, because it's like that. It's like, I almost see it as I've been through the dark. So it's like, I'm coming back to take people on their path through the dark and just mm -hmm. holding that, the holding that space of holding that light for them through it to be the guide, not, not to be the leader or not to be the um, or not to be their warrior or their hero or anything yeah. like that. You're literally <clears throat> you're literally just there to be a supporting force of their own will so to speak. So if they stumble, you'll help them back up. If they fall back, you'll put out a hand, you know, but you're not doing the work. It's all it's all their strength and their yeah, that's beautiful. I'm so glad you're able to speak today, Sherry. 
me too. <laughs> now we can hear Sherry's wisdom. Exactly. <laughs> Yay. And I just, I like, I love that. And it's so, it so resonates with me. Um, because yeah, I, I'm, yeah, it's just, I'm almost speechless. It's just, you just said it so perfectly. So I love that. Um, so I'm going to turn it back to, so why do we find it so hard to hold that space for ourselves when we're walking through the darkness? I think part of it is because we have not fully acknowledged and or accepted our traumas. I think it can be, um, you know, it can be, sorry, it can be a whole slew of things. Christina, any thoughts on that? It kind of fits in with why we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's really, um, it's a thing that I know for me, I have really struggled with throughout my lifetime. I have really struggled with just being the, the most basic kind to myself, like just the kindness. Um, I'm, I'm kind of wandering here a little bit, but I'm getting to a point. Um, until I had my last really big mental, or I'm sorry, physical health crisis, I would push and push and push and push and push myself to the point of beyond exhaustion. And after the last time that I had that big health crisis, which culminated into a near death experience and then mm -hmm. being brought back um, into a very painful body, I just decided at that point that the universe finally got the message through to me and I am only going to do things that bring me joy from that point on. I'm just not going to keep beating myself up. And I think it's yeah. kind of sad that we get to that point before we decide that we are worth being kind to ourselves. It is sad. And I think that's a lot of people's stories. Um, yeah. You know, like they, they've been brought to their knees kind of thing in one way or another. And then they finally are like, this is no way to live. And then they make that choice. But um, something else kind of came up about being, I can't remember, it's gone again. So, but I, I think I'm you're having right. the same problem this morning, Tara. Sorry. <laughs> I'm all discombobulated because I actually like slept last night and my brain's like, I kind of like sleep. We want some more. <laughs> it's, um, it's not used to so much sleep. <laughs> Sherry, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Um, um, not not necessarily. Um, <clears throat> no, I just I just think you know we're hardest on ourselves because, um, and we don't hold that space for ourselves for. I mean, you know, everybody's going to be different, obviously, but, but there are so many ways for or reasons why people don't hold that space because um, maybe they don't, they still don't find themselves worthy. They still have that imposter syndrome or that victimhood going on. Sometimes it's because of, 
you know, these negative default patterns of, um, especially for women where we're just ingrained to take care of others first. You know, it, it's a whole slew of things. <laughs> that's a that's a good point. I I remembered what I was gonna say. Um, I feel like maybe we're hard on ourselves too, because I feel this strongly within myself. I know I am here to serve. I know that I am here to help people, and so I get really frustrated with myself, and I try to push myself through things because. I want to be there for everyone else. Does that make sense? Because I just know in my core that that's what I'm supposed to do. And I have such a drive to do that. It's like, okay, get over your shit, Tara. Like, (laughs) you have stuff to do. And so I find it hard to hold that space or, you know, give myself grace. Because it's like I just want to get through. Because I have such a drive to um, be of service. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's the, uh, you know, that's kind of a negative default that I was talking about is that I just want to get through, you know? Yeah. We, we all see it as a good thing, but it's not always a good thing. It's good to have that, that perseverance and that, that fight. Um, but you know, we also need to listen to our own words and our own guidance. And our own... <laughs> Isn't that the truth? And our own love, you know, like I, sometimes I sit there with clients and I'm like, holy wow, like I need, I need to, I need to talk. Can I book a session with myself? Is that possible? Um, and, and can I listen to self? But would you, you know, it, it's, it's crazy how we just, how we don't handle <laughs> inward always, you know? we hold that space for others. I know me too. I've done that. Cause I'm like, there is no way I would push a client. Like I do myself, you know, and there's no way that I'd be like, you know, you need to get over this. You need to suck it up. You need to like, I would never, because I would, I hold that space for them. But for me, it's like, okay, we need to move past this. Cause we need to like get our growth and move on like kind of thing. And I, Absolutely. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, what would I say to a client? Okay, that's what I'm going to say to myself now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Learning I'm... to be my own friend was a huge thing for me. And it took years. It took years to talk to myself the way I talk to my friends. Yeah, and that's huge. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody... I mean, it takes, like you said, it's it's a big thing. It takes years which yeah. is really or, sad or for some people. It is. Yeah, I agree. It is sad. The other thing is, though, that, that I was thinking about when both of you were talking is that, you know, it, at what point, I was trying to remember, at what point in my life did it really even occur to me that I should be holding space for myself or that I should be kind to myself? Like, it didn't even, it wasn't even a thought. It didn't even occur to me. It's not like I was choosing not to be kind to myself. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing that intentionally. I just yeah. had no awareness that I should exactly. be kind to myself. Exactly. And you probably weren't even aware that you weren't being kind to yourself. You thought, exactly. I'm taking care of myself. I'm feeding. I'm sleeping. I'm this. I'm that. You know, you're, you think you're taking care of yourself. But until you have that that awareness, you don't realize that, that taking care of yourself is so much more yeah. Than those minor things, you know? And exactly. I think 
I think that comes because we are souls that are here to help. And I, I think that's that drive that we were like, no, I'm, you know, like, I'm taking care of myself. My basic needs are met. Now I'm here to serve everyone else. Um, but we take it in servitude rather than serve, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like servant rather than serve. Um, and there's a big difference between those. Same word, but huge difference in the energy between like being a servant and serving others. Right. To me, anyhow. Yeah. Well, know, gonna, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, you know, I'm just sitting here listening to you ladies and, and it, you know, it just occurred to me and I mean, I think sometimes we do hold space, but we, for ourselves, but we hold the space of trauma because trauma is mm -hmm. what we know. Uh, wow. Trauma is, is something familiar to us. It's almost comfortable for us because that has been our lives. And we don't want to hold space for healing because that's scary. And it's unknown. Yeah, who would we be? And it involves change. And sometimes them changes are physical changes and you know, not just emotional changes, but physical changes. You're physically removing yourself from where the trauma's occurring. And I mean, I know I've had to remove myself from trauma. It was the most heartbreaking time of my life. And I've had a lot of life, a lot of losses in life, but that was so heartbreaking that I could not stand up straight. It took me a long time to realize that I was walking with my head down all the time. Mm. I was so broken. Because I, I didn't know how to hold space for myself to heal. You know, and yeah. I did know how to hold you know, hold space to just continue the trauma. That I knew. I think that's the difference between surviving and thriving, too. I mean, when we're in survival mode, the idea of holding space and being kind to ourselves never occurs to us because we're just trying to get through the day. Yeah. Agreed. Meryl, Agreed, and, and I think that's a good point. Sorry, go ahead, Sherry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, Marilyn made some really good points, and, and they kind of hurt when they hit. <laughs> yes, yes, don't they? <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, we're holding space for trauma. Oh, yeah, man. and I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's such a, uh, uh, a harsh but beautiful point is that we do actually always hold space for ourselves. But is it in a caring, unconditional love manner? Or is it in a coming from a trauma, survival, um, abusive place? Yeah. Negative place, you know? Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Exactly. <laughs> Put the dang two by four down, would you? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, that was, that's a huge, like, aha for me that we do hold space for ourselves even though we don't think we do it's just not always healthy space it's just not always for our highest good you know sometimes we keep ourselves swimming in the muck yeah absolutely well there's the mic drop for today thanks Marilyn <laughs> yeah, thanks Marilyn <laughs> 
No, it was really great, though. I mean, because I don't think that we, I know I've never thought of it from that angle. No, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, now I'm just sitting here pondering, and it, that, that does not make for an interesting conversation. <laughs> no, it doesn't make for an interesting conversation. But that's okay. I can edit. I can edit five minutes of silence if we all want to take a minute. <laughs> oh, and it's all interesting. Interesting because anything that is ever discussed among, you know, in this group always leads to something else. It always leads to some sort of enlightenment or aha. And if that happens for us here, it's going to happen for somebody else. So I say, speak your mind. It's going to touch someone somewhere somehow. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> James, and if like we need to, Tara. we can edit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, so I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> wow. I think I know where to go from there. Okay, so you go for it. <laughs> when we learn how to hold space for ourselves and choose the space consciously that we are holding that really does put us in a better place to serve others in a more enlightened way. Mm. It also, um, it, it, it grows for us. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to agree with you and say, absolutely. And as soon as we have that conscious decision, it's a huge, at that moment is a huge shift. Yeah. And then yeah. you can actually, like you said, then, then yes, go into it, do the work, but, um, it's only fortifying our castle is only going to help those who, who come to it for, for retreat and healing. Which it's, like I said, I've always felt this drive to help people. And it's been really hard lesson for me to go, me sitting here doing my work is helping people. And so that just really solidifies that for me is I am doing what I'm called to do by holding that space for myself and allowing myself that space to heal myself. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, it does. You know, because I'm always thinking, well, I should be out there, you know, getting more clients and doing this and helping others. And it's like, and it's been said to me by many others and you know it just doesn't really sit well with me that sometimes I'm helping others just by not you know doing the marketing for my business or by not taking clients but by doing that healing for myself and that just really solidified it in a very physical way for me that I am by me doing my work I am helping others yeah, you you are and and helping we should we should be allowed to have that space knowing our mission without that guilt and without that um, feeling of, of selfishness, you know, because that that's I don't know about about you ladies, but that's part of what I feel is like, I need to be out there and I need to be with others. I need to be helping others. Um, and then Oh, my dog. <laughs> um, you know, holding that space for ourselves and uh, allowing ourselves that time for healing. Think about how that, um, like Christina said, it, it 
it's helping us help others in a better way. Think about how that raises our vibration and how that opens ourselves up and how that allows us to get not only give more, but get more from source, from universe, from from any of these modalities that you work with. Um, you're you're becoming a bigger, better. I don't want to say bigger, better, but a, a more strengthened channel to just overflow that into many more facets of of what you do. And I was just going to say, and authentically hold that space for them. Because you've held it for yourself, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, I find it really interesting that when I am not in a good place, even if I don't intend to not have clients, the universe just takes care of it. Like, if I'm not honoring my space, if I'm not honoring myself, if I'm not in a good place, the the clients just don't come. You know, it's just a matter of the universe just takes care of that without my intervention at all. And you know what? It's so interesting that you say that. I love this group. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because that's kind of been my struggle. You know, like I've, I've done, and I think I've talked to you, Christina, about that with like marketing and stuff. And I've done the, okay, I just get, and then it's always, it's like, then something comes up and the universe is like, no, like I just get that you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. And so I'll work through something else and it's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then it's like, nope, you're not ready yet. And it's like, and that's where I find that frustration and, you know, the learning to be with that has been huge because it, it, it is that, I'm not ready yet. I'm not like there's more that you want me to go through to learn um, so that I can be of service. And, and it's trusting that, that, you know, that it's not because that's where I get into that doing, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> and then it's like, let's do things, let's do things and let's push and let's everything else. And then the universe is like, no, no, not yet. And I find that's my, that it's very much a struggle for me or has been a struggle for me up until this last big lesson that I've been, that I'm just coming out of now, which I'm trying not to go into that pattern, but I feel this was kind of, again, what they've been holding off for because there's so much more that's come through in this last big lesson that I've been working through. I'm going to call it my rebirthing that it's like, yeah, I can see why you weren't bringing me clients before, you know, because I totally believe that. I know the universe always has your back, right? So whether we believe it or not, um, and I can really see that in my journey, I guess, let's say. Wow. I I feel like every time somebody speaks, I just have to sit and absorb it for a minute. (laughs) profoundness of what's being said today is just kind of mind blowing. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. I'm grateful we're not on video because often I find I have to like close my own mouth. Like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Mouth hanging open. Lift up chin. Right. And sometimes sometimes it's a mouth open kind of slap in the face. Wow. Like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, well, there was my sign for today. Thank you very much. Yeah. I <laughs> and the universe just keeps providing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to add to that, you know, the, the fluctuation or lack of clients when we are not in, in our alignment. Um, I have also found, especially recently that, when I am not in an alignment or I'm really struggling with something, I will have a client that'll come to me with that struggle. Mm. Yeah. I've had that too. But not, you know, with that struggle, but like always um, a little bit more intense, you know, a little bit more um, deeper, I guess I should say. I don't know. But it, it, it's funny that that it shows me like, hey, you know, like like we were saying, your alignment depends on or controls what is, you know, obviously what's coming to you, but even that to your, as your clients. But sometimes I feel like I'm still sent clients to help me when I'm struggling, even though if I'm like, I just don't want to speak today. <laughs> I don't want to be... <laughs> I'm just going to lay here with my eyes closed in my invisibility cloak and do my thing. But on those days, it's like, nope, here, here's, here's your, I don't know. It's almost like, here's a piece of your puzzle that, that needs you, that you need to get through what you're dealing with kind of thing. So I feel like it works both ways. Yeah. Yeah. And and I can resonate. I like, I, I can see that. And it's kind of, um, well, first of all, it's shocking to the client when I say thank you, like you just taught me something. And they're like, really? It's like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like the universe is providing for us in that way because, like we said, our wisdom kind of comes out when we're working with our clients and we're doing our thing. And so it's almost like it presents it to us so that we can go, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. That's what I know, but it's not coming to me in a conscious way till now. <laughs> yeah. yeah sometimes I'm, when, I'm, when I have a client and I'm, you know, whatever's coming through, I'm like, oh, wait, was that message for me or for them? Well, I guess it's for both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things or something will come out of my mouth and say, well, you need to just give yourself space. And if you need to rest, then rest. And it's like, oh, hmm, that's for me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering... This just came to me as you ladies were talking. Is this um, universe's way of getting us to hold space for ourselves, knowing that that it is a pattern for light workers not to? Interesting. Probably, I would say yes. I'm going to say yes, too. I think that 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 makes absolute sense, even though I'm tripping over my words here. Right. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. (laughs) <laughs> and again, I'm just going to come back to the universe always has our back, even if we don't understand it or can't see it. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just... see. Oh, sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I it just always brings me to awe of how amazing the universe is. Like that's just like, like you said, a mouth drop open thing. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I was just going to say, I think our, 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 
part of, of what we need to hear is that if we just take a step back and take a deep breath, we can see how all these pieces are, are there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. just, if you slow down a bit, take that time for yourself, for your, like you do for others. And you will see that, like we just said, it is the, the universe does have our back. And if we can, if we can slow down, see that and breathe, we can work with it instead of tripping over our damn selves all the time. <laughs> you know, sometimes though, it's, it's so funny because I think that we end up tripping over ourselves and going, okay, yeah, I'm not all that. It, it's all good. <laughs> you know, because our, I, I don't know about you guys, but my clients or, or students or whatever, like especially my students, they'll say, but you do it so much better than I do. And I'm like, well, I can't do your job. Why do you think you should be doing mine? <laughs> you know, and that's, that's a way of holding space for me too, is because, and, and not just for me, but for others and, and honoring that people who do other things, their job is just as important as, as anything that we're doing. And that does not diminish what we're doing in the universe, but it's really a way of holding space for everyone in their own, I don't know if importance is the right word, but in their own space. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with importance. You know, mm -hmm. it's really interesting to me that when I can honor other people, whether they are a gas station clerk or, you know, somebody who is building or designing the phone I'm talking on right now, whatever it is, everything is important. And so, every experience is important and everything experience that we've had that has gotten us to where we are needs to be honored whether it was difficult or not absolutely yes yes and, and, and I, think, I i think that's a beautiful point because we are all needed on all levels you know 3d yeah. realm 5d 5d realm whatever you want to speak on all levels uh, in every space people are needed you know you can't function at the high level if you don't have um all the levels underneath you supporting you and helping you do the things and vice versa if you don't have the high level then then all the levels underneath don't have their purpose and their missions and so on and so forth so we're all needed and we all have a purpose that's that oneness piece of um mm -hmm. to me that's totally that oneness piece and I like the way, um, because it's so hard because words don't necessarily, you know, I know what you guys are saying, but when you're talking to someone, it's like levels and there's almost like that ego attachment to, well, it's a higher level, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but I really like Matt Kahn always says grades, like it's like you're in school yeah, and it's grades. And so some people are kindergarten, some people are like grade 12, <laughs> And still, all yeah, students and neither, of the universe. And neither is better. Neither is good or bad. Neither is no. They both just are. It's both. They are all in their own stages and should be honored as is, regardless of their stage. You were in that. I mean, we were all in that stage at one time. We were all. Yeah. We were all kindergartners, or you know. <laughs> crawling around in the mud sometimes still um but 
Yeah. You know, we all had to go through those stages and we, we shouldn't look back at those stages as, um, from an ego place. We should look back at those stages and those people in those stages from, um, you know, how can we, how can we improve their, their experience or, you know, share with them so that they don't trip over themselves every day in that one hall de- hallway like we did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, just like the little things like how share can that we... wisdom. Yeah. How can we be a support as opposed to a oh, upper class? Exactly. And I think that that's I, I see that in the spiritual community, not often, but I do see that in the spiritual community of And I mean, I get it because when you've done the work and you've worked through a lot of shit, there is kind of, it's again, the energy behind it because there's kind of like this self-love pride thing where it's like, you know, I did that, you know, way that kind of thing, which is like proud of yourself. But then I think it kind of takes a little bit of a turn where it's like, I'm better than you because I've done it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a double-edged sword. It is. It is. And I think it's a very fine line before it switches to that, that negative aspect. Mm -hmm. Again, it's, it's kind of, like you said, a fine line. It's, it's very much an energetic fine line. Uh Uh-huh. It's like a, it's like like people can use the same words. Mm -hmm. But if it's coming from that. I'm better than you. It's just totally different. Feels totally different than if it's. I'm just really proud of myself because, holy shit, I've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and see, I think that is a that is one of one key component between an average light worker and one that'll send you into the next universe. The one that'll send you into the next universe in a good way. I mean, the one that that's powerful and deep, and um, you know that that makes things happen in a in you know you guys know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, those yeah. those are the ones that can look back at the lower class and be humble, knowing like, yeah, I went through fire. I did this. I have pr- I am proud of myself. I honor everything I've done. <clears throat> but I can still learn more. I can still learn from those p- kindergartners. Absolutely. You know? Because it may be, you know, 10 years later and things are done differently. Thought processes are different. P- you, the world is different. So you can always go back and learn. And I think that's going to make a difference between, um, you know, a phenomenal um senior or human or light worker as opposed to um you know someone that has that that ego part that keeps popping up i mean we all have the ego at some times but it's how much how much ego versus how much humble (laughs) yeah yeah and what just like when you were speaking and i guess that to me is that's that ability to hold space truly hold space um, you know, cause that's just ties into that unconditional love that ties into, 
you know, what we were talking about, about being able to hold that space for the, everyone else is the more, like what you were saying, it, it makes for a more enlightened, <laughs> I guess, or higher grade um, light worker and stronger because it, it's because you are able to hold that space. Are we, um, I'm, are we I'm all... formulating a thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I was going to say, are we all tapped out today? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, in, I, I tend to think in things of, I try to use words that don't sound like judgment. So I tend to use words like frequency and vibration and, the faster something vibrates, the more light it produces. Right. Mm, so, yeah, you know, so joy <laughs> is a fast vibration and depression is a very slow vibration. There's not much light in depression because it's a slow vibration. So when I, in, instead of even trying to think of levels or grades, I tend to think just in terms of vibration, like where's my frequency? Mm. Where am I vibrating right now? And where is this person vibrating? And how can I give them energy to increase their vibration so that they can see their own light more effectively? Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I was thinking while Tara was talking. And while you said, I'm formulating words, I'm like, okay, I'll just wait. And then you said everything for me. So thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all at the same frequency. Yeah, and I think that that's why it makes things um, flow so beautifully. More, I, I don't know. I don't want to say more potent. I don't like using those 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 words, but uh, clearer. You know, it can make your mm -hmm. sessions clearer because you're both vibrating at that that higher level. So it's like. What Christina said is, is you're meeting them at where they are at a, at an energetic level, um, to bring them back up to, uh, more, I don't want to say comfortable, but a, a better vibrational state. So just like if you were a psychologist, you're going to meet your clients at their mental and emotional state and bring them up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I, I completely agree and I get what you're saying. I don't like saying vibration and frequency and I guess that's my own, um, just because it, so much in the spiritual community are like, gotta keep your vibration high and it's that, um, spiritual bypassing energy when they say, you know, like, oh, my vibration's getting low and stuff. And it, it just sounds so, I don't know, not when you said it, Christina, not at all when you said it, but I, that's what I in previous have associated with it. Um, yeah. is that, oh no, my vibration's going down. I've got to keep it up or I've got to eat high vibrational foods and push myself back up. And it's like, um, really? <laughs> It's really just about getting into alignment with your own soul, though. You know, it's absolutely when I'm out of alignment. I'm not producing much light. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm in alignment, I'm producing a lot of light. And so for me, I guess I, I think of it more on a science, 
scientific level than a um, spiritual level. Yeah, I like that. That I can that I can go with. But I just find like when I say it sometimes, I'm like, I feel like I'm being that, like I said. <laughs> yeah, spiritual bypassing. It's yeah. really interesting to me. Like I see a lot of memes on social media about, um, you know, being a healer isn't all about light and love and it's walking through your own darkness. And at some point you just get to the point where you're like, yeah, I did that. I don't have to keep going back and doing that to appease other people because that is not holding positive space for myself. If I have to keep going back because, oh, that person who met me yesterday didn't see my journey that got me here. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. When, when I've already done that task, it's time to move on to the next one, not go back and repeat it to appease someone else. Or to prove yourself. Right, exactly. That's what I feel too, because I think lots of people, I feel that about my story, you know, like with my husband, I bring him up sometimes because he's been such a huge part of it, but I know people, you know, they want me to tell my story and use my story, and I'm like, but it's done, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm done, I'm over that, like, I, and I mean, I can talk about it, I don't, it doesn't matter, and if it'll help someone, like, I will talk about it, but I don't want to use that to to show that I'm a good healer because I don't think I mean it brought me to that place and it helped me be that but I'd be like does that mean, you know what I'm saying yeah that makes absolute sense okay good because <laughs> my words are not formulating very well this morning <laughs> that's okay that's okay. I, I was kind of like that too I mean I, I think that <coughs> <clears throat> this conversation has really helped to open me up to the day, you know? Yeah, me too. It's definitely, um, it, it's, I feel like I might be listening to this one again and yeah. taking some time to process it too. Yeah. Where does this one play? Because I'd like to share this one with some people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's automatically in about a five minutes after we close the room, it'll pop up under the sharing circle on Clubhouse. And I'm okay. weeks behind on the podcast, but that's my goal this week is to get them up and low uploaded. And then they go on all major pl podcast platforms, podcast okay. platforms like that's Apple and... It is um, like Apple and Spotify and everything. So this one won't be up today, but you can get it on Clubhouse as of today. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So if they're Clubhouse members, they just have to go into the room. Mm. Nice. Yeah, because I don't really know how Clubhouse works. The only time I come on is when we're doing this. Yeah, me too. But I've actually found a group that I haven't... The times just haven't worked out. There's another group in here that's called Spiritual Not Religious. And they seem to have some interesting topics. So I'm going to have to pop into their room sometimes. Yeah. Because there's, um, and like I said, I don't know. From my limited experience when we started this clubhouse, um, it was more so whoever like was the moderator didn't let other people speak unless like you raised your hand and it wasn't like open discussions like we have here 
but maybe that was just the rooms that I was in. Maybe there are more rooms that are more like this. Yeah, I have but, to check that out. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, the group is called Spiritual Not Religious. And I don't even remember what they did. They had a couple. If you follow them, then their rooms will pop up when they're coming. It's like Spiritual Not Religious is having a conversation about whatever it is kind of thing. So you can see if you want to join it. Well, ladies, I need to get going. I need to uh, get ready for my day. I have clients starting in less than an hour. So, Well, I think we've kind of, I don't know, Sherry, if you want to add anything. I don't. Thank you. <laughs> I hate Marilyn. You got anything else? You got any more bombs to drop on us? Uh, no, not today. <laughs> I've actually... We're leaving, leaving on our fall camping trip this afternoon, so I've, I've had you guys turn loud as I'm ripping around the kitchen doing stuff because I didn't want to miss today. I must have known it was going to be something good. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, okay, so I'm just going to close it off. I'm going to say thank you, all of you, um, especially with no Diane here, but there's no shortage of wisdom and, like we talked about, some profound thoughts for all of us to kind of go through, so... Yet another great conversation that I think has left all of us in a different place than we were at the beginning. Um, so hold space for yourself while you process this. And uh, thank you all for listening. For those who are joining on the podcast, please come join the conversations on Thursday mornings. Thanks, ladies. Thank Thanks, you. Tara. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye, Bye, everyone. Thank you.